This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 267 of the Stable Scoop Radio Show on the Horse Radio Network. Please support our sponsors as they make this show possible. Our sponsors this week are Kentucky Performance Products and Equisketch. Welcome to the Stable Scoop, with weekly shows delivered right to you. With Helena and Glenn the Geek, live from the Stable, it's every week. They bring you the news through hail or high water, while using their tails as their own fly swatters. Sit on down and laugh till your poop Cause it's time again for Stable Scoop Stable Scoop Stable Scoop Stable Scoop I am Glenda Geek And I'm Coach Jen And you're listening to the Stable Scoop Radio Show on the Horse Radio Network Well, Please howdy, Coach Jen <laughs> Howdy it's good to have you here filling in for Helena, who is off this week. She'll be back again next week. She had some She's, business to attend to. She, no, she didn't. She just went out somewhere to get some really cool shoes or ride in some cool place. Yeah, she's riding on the beach. Or, or she's back yeah. to the beach. Who knows? Uh, you yeah. never can quite tell where Helena is, but uh, she will be back next week. I wanted to, before we get into our show today, we got a, a relatively short show for you, but we have some things planned. We have a couple of great guests coming up. Uh, trainers Bob Jeffries and Suzanne Shepard, who I met years ago when we first started the Horse Radio Network at a expo in Ohio. And uh, we have them back on talking a little bit about horse training and horsemanship. And then we also have a new company that's being introduced into the United States market for our Tack and Habit segment that we're going to talk to. I believe they're a German company, right? we're going to talk about mm, i believe so hkm sports and equipment yeah and uh we did an interview with the representative from the united states here when we were at ada and so we're going to talk we're going to hear that and chat a little bit about that uh and i just wanted to give a programming note here that i will be coming to uh to you live on the horses in the morning live show friday morning this friday morning from the Aiken Thoroughbred Racing Hall of Fame and Museum in Aiken, South Carolina. I'll be there for the American Driving Association's annual meeting, and we're going to have a great a great good time this weekend driving horses. It's going to be 40 carriages there, uh, 40 rigs, like 70 horses, so it should be a lot of fun. We're really looking forward to it. You're going to be surrounded by plaques. And antique things. That's and right. To be quiet. In Who knew there was a thoroughbred racing hall of fame in Aiken? But who knew? That's where I'll be coming live from, and we'll have some guests from Aiken as well. So if you want to listen into that, it'll be over at the Horses in the Morning show on Friday morning, nine a.m. Eastern. And we're we're looking forward. I'm going to get to do some driving with Wendy this weekend, so that should be a lot of fun. Will there be a parade? Yes, we're going to be in a parade now. Last time we went driving with Wendy in a parade, Jennifer and I, it didn't go so well because there was bands and there was lots of noise and it was at a fair or festival. So this time there's no bands, there's no noise. We're driving down Main Street in Aiken and they're going to have the road closed. So it should be <laughs> relatively quiet and we should be safe and not risk our lives driving with Wendy again. Okay, you are taking your helmet along, right? 
Although she did say that this was the first time that she's driving this horse in a parade. Oh, so dear. <laughs> we'll see how it goes. We'll see. Now I'm bringing my cowboy hat. That should be protection. Uh, oh yeah, that'll that'll be good. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll see how that goes. Uh, I'll let you know next week. <laughs> Or we not. made out. If if Glenn's not at the, on the show on Monday morning, we'll know why. Yeah, we'll know why. I'll be taking lots of pictures because it'll it'll be very pretty. Aiken has uh, got a beautiful. Uh, it's a beautiful town, and with all the carriages there and all the different rigs and styles, and of course, these are all people that belong to the American Driving Society. So all they they have the best of everything. So it should be a lot of fun. <laughs> fancy carriages, fancy outfits, fancy hats. Should no stereotyping all here. All of the above should be a lot of fun. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. Um, now, this so today we have the these guests for you, and I think we should just get started with that. What do you think, Jennifer? Anything new over on Horse Tip Daily front? Um, we're up to 850 episodes. Um, other than that, we just keep plugging along. It never ceases to amaze me how, after 850 some odd episodes, we don't ever have the same tip twice. I that know, just isn't that is amazing? And we'll I thought this, we would. When we'll we have somebody talk it. about the same thing, yeah. but what they say about it is completely different. I think we've had probably half a dozen in the past 60 days that deal with bits and bidding and headgear for your horse. And yet they are all completely different. It's just fascinating. No wonder horse people are so confused. And you know what? Uh, bits are a hot topic. Anytime we do a topic or we do a discussion on bits in one of the shows, the numbers are always up for that episode. Yeah, we're fascinated by bits. People really do, uh, really do want to know more. That's why I have a whole bucket full. <laughs> a bucket full, a wall full, yeah. a trunk full. It's an yeah. obsession. Yes. Well, we are going to go to our our guests for today. We it's a couple that uh, they're they do seminars. They travel the country. They teach a variety of things from horsemanship. They, they're called Two as One Horsemanship. They uh, also, uh, Suzanne is a centered riding clinician, which is why I'm kind of glad that Jennifer's on here because you, you, you have always partaked in the center, rided, uh, center riding uh, theory. Yep. So we're going to talk to her a little bit about that. But they're also into uh, the human health, the rider health. And uh, Suzanne, for example, has her black belt in Tai Chi with more than 20 years of teaching experience. So, you know, we're going to talk to her a little bit about that. And uh, they're just an interesting couple, and I think you're going to enjoy them. So right after this commercial break from Kentucky Performance Products, Bob Jeffries and Suzanne Shepard. Two as one horsemanship. Choose Kentucky Performance Products supplements because the horse that matters to you matters to Kentucky Performance Products. This week, I want to speak with you about Elevate Maintenance Powder. Horses consuming limited grass due to a busy competition schedule or because of diet restrictions may not be getting enough natural vitamin E. Horses in rigorous training, seniors, broodmares, and stallions often require additional levels of vitamin E to meet their needs. When you need a supplement with natural vitamin E, choose Elevate Maintenance Powder. 
Affordable, effective, and research-proven, Elevate Maintenance Powder's Vitamin E is nature's most powerful antioxidant, protecting your horse on the cellular level. Elevate Maintenance Powder supports the strong immune system and healthy muscle function necessary for top performance. It's affordable and easy to feed, and you can learn more about this and all their products at kppusa.com. That's Kentucky Performance Products at kppusa.com. Well, hi, Suzanne and Bob. It's good to have you on the show. Great to be here, Glenn. Thank you. Hey, Glenn. How are you today? We're looking forward to uh, having a little chat. Well, actually, you've been on one of our shows before, but it was like five years ago, and it was when we first met. We were at a one of the equine affairs or expos or something in Ohio, and I remember that we went over to a trailer place, and we said, we want to close one of your trailers because we're going to use it for an interview. And the guy was like, okay. Um, and we actually commandeered one of his trailers with the living quarters, and we sat there and we did an interview. And that was my first interview ever in a brand new trailer at an expo. So um, it was probably my last interview ever. <laughs> <laughs> well, we we feel very special. Thank there you. There you go. <laughs> Sneaking around, doing radio interviews, life is good. You know? That's right. <laughs> so tell me a little bit about you guys, uh, and and the, tell the audience how did you know how did you guys get together and become the duo that you are? Well, we could give you the very long story, or we can give you Bob's version. So let's go with Bob's version. Okay. Mine is a long <laughs> Readers Digest, Bob. <laughs> yeah, that's 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 always been the case, though. So. Um, I was already training horses and doing my thing. I had a ranch up in Middletown, New York, and uh, Suzanne uh, rescued a, a horse, and she didn't realize it, but it was pregnant, and so she had a foal and, and the horse, and it was kind of unruly. Well, wait, wait, wait. I didn't have the foal. The mare had the foal, just to clarify that. Okay, go ahead. Thank you very but much. I you, like it. That's you, good. Well, it sounded, you know, all right, go ahead, yeah, boy. Sorry. Just, I mean, just to throw me off. Yes, I do. But anyway, so uh, she she wanted some help with that uh, with that mare, and that's the short version. She came up with the mare. We trained the mare, and then she started to work with me, and the rest is history. Now, how many years right, ago so was the, that? The slightly more detailed version, from my perspective, which is you know a little more interesting, maybe I don't know, is that um, I had horses as a kid, got away from them as a teenager. We moved and had no more access. Became a riding instructor. Um, I'm sorry, a first grade teacher and a martial arts instructor. Rescued a horse against my better judgment, um, but she was gorgeous and and really needed a good home and knew I was totally over my head. Through word of mouth, Bob was highly recommended, and um, I called him about 15 or 20 times, got no answer whatsoever. <laughs> Finally got his Typical horse trainer, pizza. Bob. That's it. I'm <laughs> telling you. He was out in the round pen. He wouldn't answer the phone. And, um, well, so, I heard the word rescue, and I know what yeah. that's code for. Yeah, that means Lights, to a horse trainer, rear. that means run. <laughs> <That's> yeah. Right. <laughs> So anyway, finally through his sales associate, I was able to go and talk with him and, um, you know, went and said, listen, I need your help. But it turned out I had moved just 10 minutes away from him, which was, you know, just the universe taking care of us. It was just wild. And uh, so he came over to my place to see her. And, of course, I had no secondary fencing. We're in a very old, beautiful farmhouse close to the road. She was not halter broke, running around, dragging me across the yard. And so Bob thought he could get out of it. By offering, to, he said, you know, I can't put her in the trailer because she's probably going to get loose, which was absolutely true. So he said, hey, why don't I bring my round pen over and we can do a little bit in the round pen on your yard, your beautiful yard, which is perfect. 
and then we you can practice with her and get her ready to trailer load to save the boys first. And in my head, I was like, wow, what a guy. He actually is giving me, he's willing to bring his round pen to my house. I am in awe of his generosity and his goodness of heart. But tell him what was happening in your mind, Bob. Well, she had this great lawn, and I figured there's no way she wanted his horse running around ripping up her lawn. So <laughs> if I offer to do this, she's going to say no, and then I'm out of this. <laughs> and I was like, oh, that's wonderful. Thank you. And I'm thinking, wow, what a guy. And he's thinking, rat. I just got anyway. So, so he worked with my horse. He was amazing. I realized it's what I wanted to do as well. And um, we started working together. I became his apprentice and did a lot of uh, work just really learning and observing. And uh, what really impressed me was that he was all about helping the horses heal emotionally, physically, mentally, and really giving them a good grounding and confidence in themselves and their rider. And that really impressed me. So that was a real change in my life right there. Who knew that uh, my life was going to take that turn? And how long ago was that? It was probably about 14 years ago. Okay. So it's been a while. It's been a while. Yep. Things have changed. At one point we had a conversation where you know, I was really just devoting myself to learning a lot and sticking around a lot and just soaking in everything I could. And he turned around to me one day and he said, are you actually hoping to work here full time? And I said, yeah. And he said, well, just so you're clear on this, I'm the owner of the company. I will not have a partner. You will never get to that. This is all my center. So you can work for me, but that's it. And I went, okay. And he turned around and walked away. And I thought in my mind, you have no idea who you are talking to, my friend. <laughs> no, you just drew a line in that sand. And see, when someone says that to me, I just have to step up. So put wheels in motion. Two years later, I owned half the company, you know, equal partner, almost equal partners. So, um, yeah, he didn't know what, you just don't mess with a redhead. That's all I got to say. A redhead who's a martial arts instructor. Well, let's throw that exactly. in. <laughs> exactly. That's that, on a serious note, he actually said to me, listen, uh, if you really are interested in working together, go up and work with Sally Swift in Centered Writing, which I was already intrigued by because I've read her book and, and really um, Centered Writing is just Tai Chi with horses in a nutshell, and I'm a Tai Chi instructor. And he said, yeah, if you do that, then we can really do something interesting. So went up and studied with Sally, who, by the way, many people do not know this, Sally Swift had a little crush on Bob. <laughs> it was hilarious. She was so cute. Uh, she'd say, Bobby, come sit next to me. And she loved his hat. She loved it. He brought up people in Western riding gear. And uh, she was just a delightful, delightful soul. Jennifer, you, you have you ever met Sally Swift yourself? I understand you're interested in such riding and have some experience that way. I met her at a symposium many, many, many moons ago that I attended. And um, I was familiar with her work at that point in time through her publications and clinics and such, um, but didn't really get any personal experience with it on board a horse until a number of years later when I started to work with an event, a event writer by the name of Kim Walness, who was also a follower of Centered Riding, and uh, learned a little bit about it and what it can do to help riders be better horsemen via Kim's work. Yeah, it's, it's a really beautiful way to connect with the horse and the saddle, and it dovetailed so well with what Bob was teaching the horses themselves, you know, where, where the horses are learning to be better balanced and more relaxed and to move better. And then with centered riding with that combination, I was able to bring riders to where they could be more relaxed and better balanced and move better themselves and really enhance the conversation between the horse and rider. And that's pretty much what we do. Our, our goal with 
our company, which is two is one horsemanship, is to bring out the best in horses and uh, have riders learn how to bring out the best in themselves. Well, for those, that, of- for those that don't know, maybe you and Jennifer could explain what is centered riding and, and why, you know, what... Why? Why did you, you know, why did you take it and run with it? Well, centered riding is—it's not a discipline. It's an approach to teaching equitation based on classical principles of biomechanical correctness, so that the rider learns how to use their body well and to move um, effortlessly and without pain uh, and with good balance, so they can enhance the horse's way of going. And it works whether you are riding English or Western, um, anyone from Olympic riders all the way down to the very first time anybody's ever ridden, the principles are incredibly useful. And it's just a beautiful way to teach people to enjoy the uh, the journey of improving their riding so that they, you know, they don't end the ride with a sore back or tight knees or um, being disconnected. Um, it's all about using the breath and biomechanics and, and really focusing and listening to the horse. Jennifer, would you, anything yeah, to add I, to that? I think you really hit on a important point when it comes to centered riding because many of us who are only familiar with centered riding via uh, Sally Swift's books associate it with English riding. And it is not a discipline-centric um, theory or... Um, process. It is human-centric. It is designed to create a human being that communicates comfortably and effectively with a horse, and therefore a horse that can communicate back comfortably and effectively. Um, And that goes to whether you sit in an English saddle, a Western saddle, or no saddle at all. And that was something that was very enlightening when I first was introduced to it aboard a horse, is I did associate it with English riding, and I had a an eventing background, as did my coach. And I learned very quickly that it applies simply to communicating with your horse. And it was sort of a light bulb moment at that time in that I was the competitive rider previously. It was all about getting the performance to win the competition. And it, when I started to learn about that, it was like, oh, well, this is a little bit more than just getting the winning performance. This is about getting a better ride from the minute you say good morning to your horse. And it was, it was really very interesting to go through that process of going and really understanding that the human being on board the horse is 100% the reason the horse creates the performance or the reason the horse does not create the performance. It's never a case of my horse got out of the barn grumpy uh, my horse is stiff to the left today. It's all about the rider and the physical and mental um, communication that you have with that horse that's underneath of you. And it was really quite fascinating. And ever since I learned the bare bones basics of centered riding, it it really changed about how I approached sitting on a horse and getting the performance. It, compl- it was a complete shift. And if I can jump in a, a little bit here, Glenn, um, I brought my whole group up to uh, Sally's place in Vermont. Uh, she actually worked out of a place called South Mowing Stables, which is owned by Lucille Bump, who is still teaching uh, center riding. But 
the reason I did was because I read her book, and my background is old Western, uh, you know, raining and cutting and things like that. But the the visualizations that she gave about certain things, the way she talked about breathing techniques, the way she was basically ostracized for a little bit from the English community because some of the things she said, like, you know, don't point your feet forward because that's unnatural and stuff like that. And that's determined by the the, the thickness of the horse, how, how far you your foot toes out or whatever. And I was just intrigued by it because, and that's, that's the basis of our two is one horsemanship is to minimize the differences between English, corsage, Western, rain, all that, and, and focus on the, on the similarities. And they far outweigh the differences. Yeah, I think the other point that's really interesting here is that when you combine the rider taking responsibility for themselves by developing an awareness of what they're doing and learning more about what will functionally, what will improve um, their experience in the horses, then the rider learns to feel, develop better feel and timing, which is certainly what horse training is all about, and really learn to feel and listen to what the horse needs so that uh, everything just flows a little more easily. And in my experience, and we've worked with tens of thousands of horse rider uh, teams all across the country and, and in Canada as well, what we found is that when people combine an awareness of horse psychology, how horses think, plus um, a little bit more about how to have um, the expectations of good manners with the horse on the ground and how to know how to teach them, um, good manners, and to really have high expectations there, and then bring all of that body language awareness and horse psychology awareness to their riding, um, the richness of the conversation between the two species just spirals up incredibly, and it's such an incredibly satisfying experience for both parties that the horse really wants to see the rider again, and the rider stops making excuses about going out to the barn and goes and does it. And um, there's a lot of personal development as well on many levels. What we're adding to that whole mix now is um, we are going to start to incorporate our own interest in personal fitness because we're both personal trainers as well. And, um, you know, we spent so many years helping horses be calm and forward and straight and balanced and supple. We are now branching out into helping riders improve their fitness level. How much? With how, nutrition. Yeah. That's, a, with such that's become really, a- really fun stuff. Yeah, that's become a, uh, something that's, uh, we, five years ago when we started the Horse Radio Network, we weren't talking too much about it, and nobody was really talking about rider fitness, and now that seems to have shifted, and uh, a lot more riders, whether you're, um, you know, obviously if you're a competitor, they're they're concerned about it, and more and more of them are starting to work out off the horse than than ever used to before but you know with backyard riders and with uh trail riders they never worried too much about that but i even hear them talking about it now do you see a shift in in you know in the culture a little bit that way you know we do and it's a shift that we're very excited about because um I would say we certainly work with people in the show world, but the majority of the people we work with are people who are just riding horses for their own pleasure for fun and um a lot of them are boomers like us. And what we're seeing is that people are beginning to realize that if they take small steps each day to live a healthier lifestyle, they're going to get a lot more joy out of it. So they're beginning to look at what they eat. They're beginning to look at ways to deal with stress, which is, of course, a huge thing that many of us are dealing with in this day and age. I don't just don't know anyone who doesn't have any stress in their life. They're looking for a fitness routine that works for them, that they enjoy. 
Because um, certainly horseback riding can be very a very gr- a great workout, depending on what you're doing. But your horse is only going to be as athletic as you are. And so if you're expecting your horse to be able to take you on two or three hour long trail rides or jump a good course or do a lot of reining maneuvers, then you've got to be pretty fit yourself. And um, not only is it going to help with the experience, it's also going to help with the quality of your life in a lot of different ways. So we're real excited because fitness has been a passion of ours for quite a while. And we're looking forward to kind of blending those worlds together. I, I think there's a real desire. And um, it's an exciting trend that we're taking right now in our business. I think you see a lot of people also that think that if you're riding a horse, the horse is getting the exercise, not you. And that's true if you're sitting on the horse, just sitting on the horse. But if you're really riding the horse, that changes. And then you do get exercise. And if you've ever had a really nice, long canter or lope, as we say in the the Western world, uh, down a trail, and it's going uphills and around bends and things like that, at the end of that, you're almost uh, breathing as hard as that horse is if you're truly riding it with him. Again, as I said, if you're just sitting on him, then, yeah, he gets all the exercise. And that's what we're trying to do is incorporate really good riding using, you know, the basics of the centered riding plus the principles of, you know, health and fitness. And I think we're not just seeing that in the horse world. We're seeing that in the world in general because, you know, health course costs go up every year. So it's better not to get sick in the first place. And by staying healthy and fit, you don't get as uh, sick as much. In fact, sometimes you don't get sick at all. Well, and I think the other really important point here is that about 80% of the quality of our health, not just our longevity, you know, not just how long our life is, but also the quality of how we feel each day, up to 80% is based on small choices we make each day. You know, it's what we put in our mouth, it's what we put on our skin, it's what we breathe, again, how we manage stress, how we get active. And when I heard those statistics, Glenn and Jennifer, because I didn't know that until about four or five years ago, I got really excited. So I thought, my gosh, wait, you're saying I have the power to influence up to 80% of the quality of my health by the little things I do each day? Wow, that means I can really have a huge impact on how I feel. And it's been a journey I've had for quite a while um, to help share that with others and how easy it can be. And um, we've just been having a great time doing it. I have to say, though, my, my biggest um, cynic or skeptic was my cowboy here. When I started on this journey, he wasn't so sure he wanted to be a part of the healthy lifestyle thing. But, you know, little by little, he got on board, and uh, I'm just real proud of him. Are you and a- I always say, listen, if I can convince my cowboy to go on a healthy lifestyle journey, then I can show anyone how to get anyone to do this with them. <laughs> so is he a black belt in Tai Chi now, too? No, he's a black belt and cowboy. <laughs> <laughs> I had no idea and really still don't what Tai Chi is. I thought it was some kind of cheese or something else. It's very tight. Yeah, tight cheese. Like, well, yeah, you're rocking that tight cheese there, girl. <laughs> well, you know, we talk about you know we talk about rider health, and there's two things that go along with rider health, and that's mental and physical. And a lot more professional riders, and you know, we interview thousands of them every year on all the different shows we do. A lot more professional riders are getting into yoga or martial arts of some form or another, and it's it's for the mental discipline as much as it is the physical. Mm-hmm. And I think it's not. Only, I think there's several things at play there. I believe that as adults, so many of us. Um, struggle with taking a few quiet moments to ourselves each day. We kind of know that we should, but life is so full and, and there's only 24 hours in a day. That's hard to find. 
And uh, I do think it's important to find a, a quiet time to just relax and maybe focus on positive things. For me, I was never able to sit and meditate. It's just something I'm, I'm way too active. But when I found Tai Chi and I learned that it was moving meditation uh, and that it could help me with my balance and has all kinds of health benefits and it could really help me smooth out my energy, which I think many of us, I mean, I don't know about you, but there's lots of times when my energy is not smooth. <laughs> it's very rough all the busy. It looks busy. a little bit like that sound wave I see going across my recorder right now. Is that it? <laughs> right, exactly. So when I found that that was just a very simple way that's thousands of years old, I tried it and um, I just loved it. So when we teach clinics, we often incorporate some Tai Chi so that people can learn to relax a little bit. It's, it's so funny because, I mean, everything good is all connected. Sally Swift used to tell us that the most common challenge that riders face around the world, no matter whether they're beginners or they're Olympic champions, is, is learning to breathe and breathe so they can relax and so they're not riding in tension and contraction. They could actually relax and use their bodies better. So, you know, it's all interconnected, and, and we feel very honored and very, very humbled by all the opportunities we have to share this with people. So, Glenn, Glenn, you can use you can use some Tai Chi when you're driving your pony. Moving Tai Chi. I need it. I'm one of those people that doesn't relax so well. No. I'll uh, never forget mm-hmm. this. It was it was a it was a uh, a memorable moment in our lives because Glenn and I have been together for 25 years now. And a couple of years ago, when we got Beaker, our first family horse, because previous to that it was my horse or no horse. Uh, Beaker was designed to be a family horse so that Glenn could safely ride him. And Glenn was doing his best to learn to walk safely about on Beaker. And at one point, he was just getting a little frustrated with himself and said, well, why does he keep doing something? And I just said, Glenn, all you need to do is just take a deep breath and relax and he will be fine. And Glenn looked at me and said, I have never been relaxed in my life. I don't know how to do that. (laughs) Really? (laughs) That's hilarious. That's all I have to do. Uh, Nice. 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 Yes. The only time Glenn is relaxed is when when he's sound asleep, and that's it. (laughs) I don't think I'm really relaxed then either. (laughs) Not that, huh? (laughs) Now tell us. Yeah, well, you know, again, the whole idea of smoothing out our energy, it's – it's a really fascinating concept, and honestly, when you pair that with being around a horse, because, I mean, you know, horses are just, they're awesome feedback beings. You know, they're not biofeedback machines, but, boy, a horse is going to mirror what you do and how you feel. And if you want your horse to relax, you have to relax yourself first. And, and what a challenge and what a great opportunity to really work on ourselves that way. And if you can't truly relax, fake it. <laughs> just three deep breaths that's the way to start and, see what uh, i did uh, instead was i got a driving pony that has my kind of uh, uh unsmoothness in the energy too he's bumpy too <laughs> so now we just match uh-huh. now we're perfect you bump along together yeah that's it that's awesome. he's going up and i'm going down it just works perfectly <laughs> i love it yeah it's called yin and yang right yeah, that's uh, right opposite that's, track that's yes, right complementary opposite as, as, long as, as long as we have that rhythm, we're fine. If we don't, we're probably going to be in a ditch someplace, um, <laughs> me in the carriage. So now, <laughs> tell me, uh, you guys travel the country doing what you do, and, and um, what, what do you, 
what do you still, and Bob, you've been doing this forever as far as training horses and everything is concerned. What do you still view as, as the biggest challenge when it comes to dealing with riders across the country, whether they're English or Western? What's the thing that, that you know, either offers the most resistance or, you know, you're still going, I can't believe we haven't gotten past that yet? Mm, that's a really, really good question. But it's twofold. I think the biggest problem we have is always anxiety. Um, and, and it's not just a matter of telling someone to relax, because as you know, they, that, that doesn't happen. If someone's nervous, someone's anxious, someone's afraid, um, they just can't relax. So what, what I've tried to do, and, and Suzanne helped me a lot with this, is just divert that and, and you know, kind of talk about what's a rational fear and what's an irrational fear, and, but you're still on the uh, conscious level there. And what you really want to do is get beyond that and give them jobs to do, simple little jobs like, all right, you're going to teach your horse to move away from your inside leg here, and you're going to do this, and you're going to ask him to move his hindquarters over with your outside leg, blah, blah, blah. And once they start focusing on the task and not their fear, a lot of times that fear uh, dissipates. What I also like to do is, is build those tasks. In other words, escalate the tasks so that in the beginning they might just be walking a little circle and trying to get the horse's hindquarters to the inside of the circle, just for example. And then I'll have them start working on uh, something a little bit that takes a little bit more effort on their part and a little bit more effort on the horse's part so that you change the thinking from the anxiety levels to one of getting the job done. And at the end of, you know, a half hour or something like that, they're no longer anxious and they're just really asking questions on, well, how do I get him to move this foot over here like that? And he's not responding to this, but he responds seems, and now you've changed the whole paradigm of the anxiety to one of working on the task. Then secondly, I think we, we work very hard to eliminate that line between English and Western. It's, it, it's used to be a really big line, and in some places it still really is. Basic principles of horsemanship are the same, exactly the same. Now, as you get more, and in the beginning uh, of your riding, there's really no difference whatsoever. Western people use snaffle bits. Um, dressage people use uh, some curb bits along with snaffle bits. Uh, the saddle's a little different, but so what? But as you get into the higher level things, then certain things are a little bit different, but not dramatically. I mean, we may take our legs in the Western world off into, let's say, a sliding stop, and a dressage rider might squeeze the horse a little bit into the stop. But those are just minor, minor, minute differences in the, in the finished product of the horse, but in the beginning. So if I had to say what are the two biggest challenges, it's for the rider, it's that anxiety. And for the horse world in general, it's blurring that line between the, between the English and Western. Yeah, I, just to play off that, what I would consider, I agree 100% with what Bob says, but what I would add to that is the biggest challenge for the horses that I see is that they, two things. One is I think most horses are very bored, 
and people need to have higher expectations of their horses, yet they need to teach the horse to be successful. The primary goal we have when we're working with people or horses is obviously for everyone to be safe. That's absolutely the golden rule. But we teach our, our clients that w- the way we'd love for them to think and the way that their horses would love for them to think is, what can I do to help my horse succeed? That's my job. As a horse's leader, I want to help him succeed. I'm the one who came out and decided we wanted to work on, you know, learning to take a two-foot jump together for the first time or a beautiful halt canter apart or whatever it is. Um, so it's my job as a leader to figure out how to, how to support my horse. And some of the best ways to do that, in addition to working on ourselves and our clarity and our, and our focus and all that and our technique, is to just chunk it down into little baby steps so it's not overwhelming. And we can celebrate little victories along with our horse, little successes. And that's what motivates the horse to try. The interesting thing is that um, I think for people, the biggest challenge that I see is that they're not having fun with their horse anymore. You know, they're just, they're frustrated. They're not where they think they should be. Um, their horses started to act out or maybe that, uh, you know, that particular goal of winning a ribbon at a certain level, whatever it is, they're just frustrated and they're not having fun. And so we really try to bring the fun back into it. Part of that is by just helping them to relax and lighten up a little bit. And part of it is to just chunk it down for the people as well. So, you know, we really bring that baby step approach to the horses we train and the people we work with as well. And that's proved to be very, very, um, a very positive experience for everyone. I think we all face challenges and we can, each of us has some really nasty self-talk going on in there and be our own worst enemy that way. And when we kind of address that and then get past it, then everybody lightens up. And, of course, as you know, Jennifer, when people lighten up, they relax. And when they feel like they can be successful, that's when the momentum really builds and we can really make some significant changes with them. You, can, you cannot be tense and laugh at the same time. Yeah, laughter is one of the best ways to release. One of the very best. So. Yeah. Um, I yeah, should be the most relaxed person in the world then. Um, <laughs> just saying. So where can we find you guys? Where can the audience find you? Well, we have a couple of websites that we can, uh, where we offer some great information, you know, free articles, free video tips, things like that. The first one is two as one horsemanship.com. And that's all spelled out. Um, two is one horsemanship.com. The other one is for more of an emphasis, not only on horses, but also on fitness, natural lifestyles, you know, healthy recipes, um, things like that, you know, dealing with stress, articles, videos, ideas. That one is naturalcowgirl.com. And the idea there is to bring together all of the, all of the, um, all those different components, you know, let's, work out a little bit. Let's find a way to enjoy getting a little more physical. Let's learn a little bit about how to nourish our bodies because, you know, food is fuel, um, how to deal with stress and how to enjoy horses in our lives. Well, that's great. I really like that name too, naturalcowgirl.com and two as one horsemanship. Well, thank you guys for being on. I really appreciate it. It was been a lot of fun and it was good to catch up with you again after all these years. Well, thank you for the opportunity. Jennifer, it was a delight to meet you. Clearly, we need to have more conversation. And Glenn, (laughs) thanks for the chance to um, reconnect and, you know, not even in a horse trailer. (laughs) Yeah, thanks, Glenn, and nice to meet you, Jen.
Glenn the Geek here. The life of horse person is hard enough, and we all hate doing the required paperwork, and unfortunately, many of us never get around to it, and it just piles up on our desk. That is about to change thanks to the Equisketch Records app for your iPhone or iPad. My wife and I use it to track our horses, and we absolutely love this thing. Equisketch Records is the most thorough and complete equestrian records app on the market today. We love this app because you can track your farrier work, your dental, your Coggins, medicines, worming, and so much more. And you can get reminders on your device when all of these things are due. You'll never forget a worming or shots or farrier visit again. But it not only tracks your horse, you can also manage your horse shows, including individual events. You can manage riders, including lessons and memberships and so much more. And you can sync it between your iPhone and your iPad, and all of this for the price of a couple of cups of coffee from Starbucks. Search for Equisketch Records in the iOS App Store or go to Equisketch.com. That's E-Q-U-I-S-K-E-T-C-H.com. Equisketch.com. Well, next up on the show, we have for you our Tack and Habit segment. Cue the music. Today's Tack and Habit segment is sponsored by Sparkle and Boom. Sparkle and Boom is a new media marketing company. Our mission is to help small businesses add some sparkle to their marketing in order to get some boom in their bottom line. Our creativity, combined with an extensive background in the equestrian industry, makes us perfectly suited to help your business capture the potential of social media and the ever-changing World Wide Web. Visit us online at www.sparkleandboom.com. Well, now we have a recording that we did at Ada, what, about six weeks ago now, since we were up in Philadelphia at the American Equestrian Trade Association trade show. And we found a new company that's trying to make inroads here into the United States. And usually, Jennifer, when we find one of those at Ada, they carry one or two products and it's, you know, something that is a little different or they're just trying to get in here. That's not the case with this company, is it? Correct. It's usually small boutique brands that we see coming over. Um, and what they end up doing is distributing through some American distri- distribution center. But we came across a lovely young lady by the name of Justine, who is from the UK, but I could not tell you for sure if it was Britain, but she's from the UK. And she is the American representative for HKM Sports Equipment. And their tagline is young and different. And I think it really does fit. They, have, they are... Um, English discipline centric for obvious reasons. They're, they're out of Europe, uh, but they do carry some Western things. But it's just a lot of fashions that are just a little bit more blingy than what you would you typically see in the United States. And tack that is a little bit, um, a little further towards fashion than function than you would typically see in the United States. So it's a lot of fun to look at their things and chit chat with Justine about um, the European tendency to push the envelope of tradition more so than the Americans are, which is really funny seeing as how the American English tradition is hello European, 
but the Europeans are the ones pushing it out a little bit and becoming a little bit less traditional. So Justine was a, a fascinating young lady to chat with. Hi, Glenn here, and I am with Coach Jen for this Tack and Habit segment, and we are at the American Equestrian Trade Association, another installment live from, from here. And we're having so much fun this weekend. We've had a blast. Uh, they got me to wear breeches for the first time in my life. So that tells you something. Yes. When this, when this airs, it will have been posted on Facebook. So yes. go to the Horse, Horses yes. in the Morning Facebook page. It wasn't no, worth it. Go there. Go there. It, have, it will have gone viral. It will have millions of hits. <laughs> Justine millions. is with us from HKM. Justine has a lovely British accent. Good morning, Justine. Good morning. So tell us about HKM Sports Equipment. It's the first time I've seen you guys here. Okay, well, HKM Sports Equipment is a German company. We've been established for over 42 years. We're the second largest equestrian supplier in Germany. And um, we have decided to venture into the American market. How exciting. That's great. <laughs> and it says right here, HKM Sports Equipment, young and different. And that's why we stopped at your booth, because you have some really fun, Not because stuff. you're young and different. <laughs> well, no. Young, yes. I'm She's not young sure about and beautiful. I wouldn't use different as different. <laughs> You had some really lovely, um, it's unique and sporty, but not trashy and yucky. It's, it's kind of classy and, and different. So uh, you brought some of those products over here with you. Let's start with these cute little blingy. They are braid bands? Is that yes, what you're going to Yes, that's call? correct. We have um, diamante braid bands. They, um, they go over the braids on the horse's mane. They're very, bling- very blingy. They they're are, shiny. They're elastic, so they're easy to put on. They're durable. They come in packs of 20 or in packs of five. And five? Uh, yes. They come what would you do with well, th- one for each finger for people who like to wear them? <laughs> Potentially, or replacements. <laughs> yeah, these are neat. Uh, the first, uh, maybe we just don't get out much, but I haven't seen much of blingy braid brands yes, before. Yes, they're, they're brand new to, to Europe as well, and it's sort of a big rage. They, um, Everybody's going crazy for them. People like our customers. Who's are, using them? Dressage? Dr- jumping? Everybody. Everybody, everybody wants yeah. them. It's it's um, all age ranges. Every, everybody wants them. It's bling is the new, is the new in, isn't it? It's, so... Yeah. They go. You you make the braid first, and this just goes over top. Yes, it's that's jewelry correct. for your yes, braid. Yes, that's correct. Yes, and they would also work on pinky fingers <laughs> and ponytails. Now I can see this trend right now. These are just lovely, uh, sparkly diamond colors. But I can see them coming out in aquamarine. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's yeah. going to go somewhere. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you can get to match your burn colors. That's correct. Yes, and they are available now through our retailers. So oh, good. Yeah, you can get them in America. So, awesome. so what else do you have? What else do you guys carry? Okay, well, we carry absolutely everything. We have over 16,000 product variations, ranging from socks to saddles. Anything you want for the horse, you can get from us. Um, I have and what makes it different than some of the others we see here? Well, we're European. And <laughs> <laughs> That's all it takes. Immediately makes it different. <laughs> so, what our American customers say is that they can't get the... They can't get the... It's just... well. It's what, what it says on the tin. We're young and different. They can't get different here. They can get classic, you know, and they can get... Are you saying that we're stodgy? Boring. No, she's Is saying we're boring. Is that what you're boring. saying? We're stodgy. <laughs> Come on, America. Step it up. Well, as judged by the, the breeches that she brought over here, which Jennifer <gasps> fell in love OMG. with. Talk yeah. about those. Tell us about these breeches. Okay, so the breeches I have here are the Palermo flower breeches. And they're, they're actually breeches that almost look like the, the background of it would be a jean kind of color That's material. That's correct. People will wear it out. They, they don't have to wear it just but for But they've got these subtle, muted flowers all yes, over them. That's I correct. mean, Jennifer just fell in love with them immediately. Yeah, it looks like it's like a washed duck blue color. It's, it's really nice. Everybody loves them. 
Um, I have some. That, now they were probably a hit here because the Americans are starting to get into this kind of stuff. Now. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's um, it's definitely like a new a new trend on the way, and it's um. Now what what are these? What's the the composition? Are they a cotton breech? Yes. What are they all made of? The, the flower breeches are a cotton breech. They um and they have a seat made of alos, which is a super stretchy suede like material. Oh, they're full seats. Yes, they are a full I didn't seat breech. That. You know you're not getting those back, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh. Jennifer's going to be stealing them before you so leave the they're booth. They're full seat and they've got the traditional um, yes um, hook and loop closure. That's correct, and they have the velcro um, ankle. Closure. And they are a zip front. That's correct. And they've got real pockets, not that stupid little zippery thing <laughs> that you can't even fit a lips a, a Blistex in. Yeah. And now oh, these back pockets too. These will be available, I assume, shortly here in the United States. They're available the now. Are they? Yeah, you can get them from our retailers in the states right now. Okay, and we can find that list of retailers where? Um. On the website. Oh. Okay, um, cut right there. We can, we can <laughs> cut that out. So where where do what do we okay, tell we people? Okay, we don't have like our retailers on the website just because we they don't, don't have a find yet. Yeah. Well, find a retailer. Well, not not for America. Okay, um, so what do we tell people? Just they, ask for them. Yeah, just um, they can they can go to your website though. They can go to our Facebook. <gasps> okay, Facebook yeah, page. We're right. on Facebook. All right, I'll tell. And I'll is ask the Facebook you that. page yeah. HKM Sports? H- HKM USA. Okay, okay so we'll we'll do that. We'll put right. that in. Okay. So you and I did look through the catalog, and you have a complete line. I mean, of tech and not just clothing, but Green everything. Tools, yeah, absolutely socks, everything. Everything. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. And now, is it a German company? You said it is a German company. Yes, we uh, have um, we have um, a headquarters in Nordhorn, in which is northern Saxony, and we have eighty employees. And it's it's a real family unit. HKM is a family company. The the HKM stands for the the initials of the owner's children oh, um, cool. yeah it's always been a family company it's it's never it's it's very it's very lovely we go over at christmas um and we look for all the con- collections and we all decide together what's in what's out so it's a real sort of christmas unit. in germany yeah. with the snow coming down yeah exactly it's lovely oh, yeah with the mountains yeah. in the background it's, it's a re- it's this a real is gonna lo- be a lifetime <laughs> exclusive movie <laughs> it's a real lovely company to work for oh, yeah cool. and we're very friendly and yeah because the Germans don't have that reputation. Exactly. That's why I yeah. It's um. That's why I try and tell people HKM is a very friendly company. We're not um like a, a typically harsh, strict German. We're we're very friendly and very fun. So the name the, the uh, subtitle the subtitle of the company young, does young fit. Young different. Yeah. Yep, yes. That's correct. We I are like different. Young not young typically different. German. <laughs> <laughs> Well, this is cool. Now, where can people here in the United States, is it best for them to just go to your Facebook page at yes, this point? Yes, that's correct. We are on Facebook. We have a Facebook site called HKM USA. If they want to find any products, they can contact us through the Facebook site, and we can redirect them to our retailers. Oh, very good. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. We really appreciate it. We've learned about a new company that we'll probably be seeing a lot more of here in the United States. You're welcome. Thank you for having me on your show. Well, don't forget to download the Horse Radio Network app. It's now available in the App Store at iOS or Android. Just search for Horse Radio Network. It is the easiest way to listen to our shows. You can either listen to them streaming over there or download individual episodes and listen to them later. And uh, a lot of people are using it now, thousands of people. So we really appreciate all of you uh, doing the same and hopping on over to to the App Store and downloading it. And you can use it on iPads, uh, uh, iPads, iPhones, uh, iPods. You can use it. If it has an I in front of it, yeah, pretty much. You can probably if you can get to the App Store, you can use it. It's free. It's easy to use. And uh, I gave you a report last week on Norway as the 
country that was downloading the app probably more than anybody else. Australia has picked up uh, in the last uh, week or two, and we're seeing a lot of downloads now from Australia. So... uh, so huh. so it changes it changes as we go i think i think probably as there's an article or somebody's putting it on facebook you know a bunch of their friends download it and then we start to see an uptick in that country huh. so isn't that interesting yep a lot of uh hong kong japan we're seeing more japan downloads now so no matter where you are in the world, you can get our app and you can listen to our shows. And we really appreciate you tuning in. Of course, you can listen to Jennifer's show. She does, uh, she does Horses in the Morning with us as the producer and also hosts her own show called Horse Tip Daily. If you haven't tried Horse Tip Daily yet, you only have 850 shows to catch up. Um, <laughs> It'll take you in no time at yeah. all. <laughs> but you can probably... The nice thing about Horse Tip Daily is you can listen to any of the episodes. They're not timely. You can listen. No, to they them. are timely. They're not. They're not time chronological sensi- in nature. Yes, they're not time sensitive. You can you can listen to episode four hundred and then listen to episode six ninety two, and it won't matter. Right. Um, they, but you know, and if you have certain things that you're interested in, let's say bits, uh, you, Jennifer has it all coordinated over there that you can do a search on the left hand side there. There's actually a search for categories. Just put in bits, and it'll list all the episodes that they talk about bits. So you can go go listen to all the bit episodes if you wanted to. You can listen to all the training episodes, all the photography episodes. Uh, you know, anything you wanted to do, you can find there, and it makes it very easy to take a listen. Because some people just don't have time to sort through 850 episodes. Right. And you, we also have all those handy-dandy show notes pages so that a something that you listen to on one of the tips, you can go to that show numbers show notes page, and all you have to do is type in the number in the search bar. And, for example, a link to a product or service that we talked about or um, a pro- a, uh, an article that we discuss on the, on the show, the link is right there. You don't have to go digging around the interweb for it because sometimes it's hard to find, sift through all the crap that Yahoo Search gives you to find what you're really looking for. The links are right there on those show notes pages. That so makes it kind of handy. Very good. Well, let's uh, let's call it a day. Thank you so much, Jennifer, for helping to fill in and for interviewing guests and things. We'll be back again next week. Helena will be back, unless she's out riding someplace and you know hunting and decides to blow us off again. <laughs> uh, but one of the things I did want to mention is that her latest episode of Chasing a Fox is out, uh, the other show that Helena does. You can find it at horseradionetwork.com. Just uh, search for Chasing a Fox, and it'll come up and uh, right there on the homepage of Horse Radio Network, and it's also on the apps. So it's a lot of fun. It's all about fox hunting. So take a listen to Chasing a Fox. Thank you, Jennifer. We'll talk to you again soon. 